This is Level Break. Level Break. Gaming and tech news for your ear holes. Welcome to episode six. It's June 4th. I'm your host, Todd Harris. And here's your news as we creep up to E3. Well, it looks like what we talked about an episode or two ago might be actually coming true. And I'm talking Fable. So this is the week of leaks, right? E3 is next week. Or it starts on Saturday. This is the week of leaks. So a video apparently exists or existed that is essentially the big Fable 4 reveal. Now, I don't know if it's an actual reveal, literally a reveal video, but it reveals some of the, the world, the features, the gameplay, a little bit of gameplay. According to Reddit user LagSwag1, who has seen the video, among some others, but the video, as I said, it's kind of gone now. The game features a few things. An expansive character creator, a completely open world, no more guns, so back in the medieval-ish, you know, scene, no guns. You're free to ignore the main quest, like Skyrim, and never do the main quest. You know, never kind of save the world or change the main whatever it is that you have to change. You can build a town, which ties into the game's endings, and if you do it wrong, you can lose. If you're familiar with the Fable, if, with Fable games or games like this, you'll know what that means. There's multiplayer, maybe a co-op type thing. That's what I would assume. That's what everyone, I think, assumes with this type of game. And it's built in the Unreal Engine. So the scene is this, and this is, again, from Reddit user Lagswag1. Albion and Aurora are gone quote-unquote, lands reduced to fables. The spire was rebuilt and used by a mad king to wish that an asteroid would strike the planet. He also wished it would happen again in the future. Eons later, everything is new, which is medieval-themed, new continents, etc. And you have to stop the destruction of the planet again. Teresa and a hero's guild are preserved in another planet, on another planet, excuse me, via a demon door. Time travel is heavily involved in play, and Jack of Blades returns. So this is, this seems like it's going to be, it's been a while since Fable 3, right? So Fable 3 was in 2010. This might be one of those series reboots, considering how so much time has passed since Fable 3. And honestly, not many of us look back favorably on that game. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't have good memories of Fable 3. Wasn't that great of a game, to be honest with you. Um, so, but if this is really an open world RPG from Microsoft in the Fable universe, this might do it for me. Like For me, it might have, I think it might have a lot of my interest. And this is probably gonna come out for the existing Xbox One, Xbox One X, meaning it'll most likely be backward, backwards compatible to the next generation of Xbox, but it's gonna come out for this generation most likely. So I almost pulled the trigger on Xbox One X for Red Dead Redemption 2. I ended up playing it on PS4 instead, but this, this, since it's an exclusive to Xbox, it might push me over the edge to grab one. What about you? I th I'm thinking it might, but we can look forward to more news on this next week from Microsoft during their presser. But this is a really good sign that we might see another Fable 4 soon. Woo! So it looks like Square Enix has its hands full coming up in E3. They're drumming up the hype for a couple games that they're going to be focusing on. The most recent is a teaser video and accompanying Twitter account for a new title called Outriders. 
Could this be another Marvel game? I say another because Square Enix has already teased a Marvel game. They teased it a while ago, actually. So we've been waiting for a long time on this, but this one's separate. Well, if this is a Marvel game, in the Marvel Universe, the Outriders are known as Space Dogs, right? These, these, these Space Puppers were part of the Battle of Wakanda, among others, in the Marvel movies and comics. So they're definitely an integral part of the Marvel Universe. So maybe Square Enix is taking the Outriders and turning it into a separate, maybe a multiplayer game. Something that references these war scenes. Something that is perhaps even a Battle Royale type game or some type of multi, some sort of multiplayer, massively expansive open world game. I don't know, but we're going to find out. But like I said before, this could pair nicely with the already teased Marvel's Avengers game. So this is this was brought up as the Avengers project way back in December 2017. And more was leaked the other day from a description of an E3 Coliseum event with Marvel on June 11th at 1 p.m. And this was captured on Reddit. The snippet is this. This is a defining Avengers gaming experience, an epic action adventure that combines cinematic storytelling with continuous single player and cooperative gameplay. Moderated by Andrea Rene, Andrea Rene, I think so. Assemble in teams up to four players, master extraordinary abilities, customize your heroes to fit your playstyle, and combine powers to defend an ever-expanding world under constant threat. So that's the scoop on the Avengers Project slash Marvel's Avengers. We're going to find out more about Outriders, what the heck this is, and how it maybe pairs up with Marvel's Avengers because we might have two Marvel themed uh Marvel themed games here. But that there's more on this at E3 on June 10th at 6 p.m. Pacific time again during the Square Enix press event. Check it out. So Cuphead, developer studio MDHR are working with Tesla engineers to get the ever so disturbing platformer onto your console screen in your Tesla if you've got one. So this adds to the gaming library available in Tesla vehicles, but with a game like this, it's got to be treated differently. And even Elon Musk himself said this since he is a gamer. He realizes that you can't touch screen with this one. You, you can't use the janky steering wheel buttons like you've seen in some videos or even in your, your friend's Tesla. So you got to make it a real gaming experience, right? But you're going to be sitting in your car. So get ready to plug your controller into your Tesla. I don't know if it's going to be a custom controller or if it's going to be an Xbox controller, which seems like the most likely. But, you know, it's going to be a controller. So cool. You get cup, you get Cuphead in your car and you can not only get Road Rage from Road Rage, you can get Road Rage from Cuphead. But hey, one thing I didn't realize is that in Teslas, there isn't enough storage to hold multiple games. So you can only have one game at a time. I didn't know this. So if you want to play a game, you have to download it and remove the existing. So this applies for Cuphead also. So if you want to play Cuphead and then play whatever else there is, Galaga or whatever those old school games are that uh, he may have put in there, you have to remove it and then re-download the other one. And, and just as a side note to all this, it seems ridiculous that a car as advanced as Tesla doesn't have enough storage to hold more than one game. I mean, come on, guys. It's Tesla. Let's go. But hey, go get your Cuphead on if you want. Uh, end of the year, it'll be available, apparently. The next installment of Watch Dogs has been leaked on Amazon UK, as reported by a few sources, including Twitter user Wario64 and Kotaku journalist 
Jason Schreier. So again, this is the week of leaks. <laughs> As I record this, there's probably more leaks happening. But here's a scoop on it. Watch Dogs Legion is set in a near-future dystopian version of London. It's a post-Brexit world in which society, politics, and technology have changed and altered London, London's fortunes. So that's that's the kind of, you know, official quote. So there's a big twist from the product description, which is catching everyone's attention at this point. You can play as anyone. Any individual you meet in the open world has a full set of animations, voiceovers, character traits, and visuals that are generated and guided by gameplay systems. So the idea of being able to essentially become anyone in the world, just take them over in a way, kind of like the Matrix, right? <clears throat> just being able to assume someone's body and continue on as them. That's pretty neat. That's a gameplay mechanic I don't think many of us have seen in, in a while, right? Your character is usually created by you and you stick with that character throughout the game. And if you want to be another character, you have to start another character. This seems more fluid. Can't wait to hear more about Watch Dogs 3. So while we're talking all of these big titles and big releases, there's a game called Outer Wilds that has caught my attention this week and a lot of people's attention. I've been itching for a space game lately. Not a full-on sim. You know, not No Man's Sky. Not necessarily turn-based strategy. I thought I needed that, but I didn't. I tried Stellaris and I tried um, Galactic Civilizations and all those. It turns out I wanted something a bit different. So while Outer Worlds may not fully scratch my itch, this is easily one of the more unique games, indie games, I should say too, that I've played in a long time. <clears throat> this game has a lot of charm to it, okay? You're essentially, you wake up next to a campfire as the newest member of what's called Outer Wilds Adventures. This is a new space program for an alien race that is really not good at any of this stuff, it seems. So you're like a six-eyed alien. You have, you know, two arms and two legs. Doesn't really show your hands that much, so I'm assuming you have fingers. They're kind of cute, you know? There's males, females, kids. They talk, sort of. There's no voiceover, but, you know, it's your classic text on screen. But it still has so much character to it because of the world that you're in. The world that you're in, you can look up and see the universe above you. And you can see planets, asteroids, weird things in the sky moving in real time. <clears throat> reacting to everything in real time. There's gravity, there's physics. So when you jump, depending on the gravity of whatever planet you're on, your jump reacts to that, right? The big catch is that the game is on a constant time loop. So after 20 minutes, the sun explodes into a big old supernova and sets you right back to where you started. So it's kind of like a roguelike in that sense. But I'm not a huge fan of those types of games. But this is very similar to that in that you start over again, but everything you've discovered, accomplished in, you know, what's in your ship's log and all this stuff. And you do have a ship, by the way. You do have a ship. Um, all that stuff is, uh, is saved and marked and noted. And you can progress from there the next time you go back out. So it shows you more the next time you go back out. So say you got to a planet, you discovered a certain room or a statue or a piece of knowledge on something. The game notes that, you know, after that 20 minutes, the world blows up, sends you back to your campfire, and then you can go back to that planet and see something different now. It will note that you progress certain certain distance in the story and then keep 
feeding you some more. So what the only thing I could feel frustrating is in the beginning when you're trying to learn how to fly and consider gravity while you're flying, while steering through multiple axes and thrusters. It sounds complex, but it's really not. You're using a joystick. You, I mean, you're using your controller, right? So you're using the, the sticks in your controller as primary means to control your ship. So you take off using your ground thrusters. There's a view where you can look down and see how you're you know, how you're going to land or how you're taking off in terms of the distance from the planet that you're on. The planets almost feel like miniature in the sense like you, you, you accelerate off a planet and then you're in space and then you can go to another one. You have to set your speed of your ship to line up with that planet. Otherwise, you could crash right into it and it could be a big mess. But then you just start right over and you can go right back. It sounds it sounds like a nightmare, doesn't it? But it's actually really good, and it's really casual in the sense that you can just jump in for a few minutes, find something new, and that's it. And then you can enjoy yourself the next time you get back on again, and it'll remember what you found. So it's a really great spacefaring game of discovery. I haven't found any weaponry in it yet. I don't think there is any. It's just about discovery. It's got so much charm to it. You have a little ship that's yours that you can walk around in. And you can exit outside your ship in a spacesuit, repair your ship if you need in space. But you have to be careful to make sure to not lose your ship, because that's really easy too. Oh man, fun game. And I, so it's part of Xbox Game Pass right now. If you have Game Pass, it's part of your monthly. So give it a shot. Um, and I think it's on sale on Epic Games Store. So check it out. Highly recommend it. It's a great casual space game with a lot of character. That is your Level Break. Feedback, comments, and your own news opinions can be sent to levelbreakshow at gmail.com. If you want to hear more, subscribe in your favorite podcast app today. And until next time, keep leveling.